Emily. And I'm Amber, your host of Beyond the Pages, a podcast that we created in order to talk about all things books and bring you authors we love. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our first episode. I'm Emily. And I'm Amber. We're excited to talk about all things books with you guys. Before we start chatting books, we just wanted to tell you guys a little bit about ourselves so you know who you're listening to um, and who we are outside of being readers. So um, I am a mom of two. I have a five-year-old daughter and an almost two-year-old little boy. I am a wife um, and outside of my home, I am a pediatric occupational therapist. And I am also a mom to a little boy who is one and a half. I am currently in my master's program for my social work degree. I also work as a psych tech at a local behavioral hospital. And I enjoy all things nature, being outside. And when I'm not reading, I am usually watching something funny. As you guys can tell, we have a lot of free time to read, right? Like a ton. (laughs) (laughs) We're not busy at all. (laughs) No, no. But somehow um, we find a way to make it work. And between the two of us, we read a lot. Um, And we talk about books that we read a lot. So that's one of the reasons why we wanted to start this podcast was because we love talking about books with each other. Um, All of our thoughts, our theories, authors that we love. books that we recommend. And so we just wanted a bigger platform to be able to talk about all of these things because we literally can and we have and we will spend all day talking about books. Um, Yeah, we can chat books all day long and we often do. And we'd love to just kind of get you guys in on the conversation. We have a lot of unfiltered thoughts, all things books, all things Sarah J. Mass, all things contemporary romance, just all the things all the time. And we're excited to be able to chat with you guys, give book recommendations. We read a pretty wide variety of things. I'm really big into fantasy and dark romance and small town romance. And I know Emily is a lot more into sports romance and things like that. Yeah, I definitely, I, I love a good sports romance, um, <clears throat> but I love, yeah, like Amber said, we love everything. We love fantasy. Um, I think that's the beauty of books is that there's always something new to discover, always a new genre or, um, you know, a new trope that we're like, ooh, that sounds yummy. Yeah, things I never thought I'd like. I've recently been into um, like age gap romances. And the more I was reading them, the more I was realizing I was reading a lot of ex-boyfriend's dad's romances. And I'm like, hmm, have a problem? Probably. <laughs> and I feel like every, it always sounds worse than it actually is. True. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just my justification, but I love them. <laughs> it's like dark romance. I'm like, that's not that bad. He's like, it's not that bad. murder. Nah, he's fine. (laughs) He's dreamy. (laughs) Another thing about us, too, we read a wide variety of spice levels. We know 
people kind of vary on what they like to read focusing on the spice level but we both enjoy a lot of young adult books we both love just the spiciest smut we can get our hands on so expect the book recommendations just kind of on all the levels of things yeah absolutely um we read it all we read it all um i think our goal is to start every episode um out also with to tell you guys what we're reading um we love recommendations. Our Goodreads, like, you know, want to read list are like 200, 300 books long. So just hit us with more recommendations um, and we will do the same for you guys. So I am currently working my way through the Honey Mountain series by Laura Pavlov. And I'm on book three out of, I think, five. Um, book three is called Make You Mine. Um, I've really enjoyed the first two. I think the group of sisters that this story is following, they are hilarious. Um, so I'm super excited to, to keep reading. That's a really good one. I really enjoyed that. I also heard her next series is really good too. That one's on my TBR, but what I'm currently reading, I'm making my way to my Crescent City reread to prepare for Crescent City three, which I know is just, it's common knowledge that everyone is psyched and it's almost here and we waited so long and it's. It's here, and we're scared, and we're excited, and we're terrified, and we're just going to scream if things go badly. Things need to go okay. (laughs) Certain characters need to be okay. They've got to be. But it'll be good. Are we ready for the potential heartbreak? I'm not. But I, (laughs) I have to be, because I'm also ready for what this book is going to bring spoiler free comments but I'm just so excited for where this book is gonna be headed at kind of the beginning I'm guessing like the immediate situation is so intriguing to me so I am very excited for that part at least me too we need answers we deserve answers (laughs) we've been waiting years for answers (laughs) And kind of in relation to that, so what we wanted to do kind of this episode is talk about kind of our autobi authors or people, you know, that if they write it, we will read it. I love knowing that about people. I feel like it kind of gets me knowledge into kind of who they love and kind of what kind of reader they are. So um, Sarah J. Mess obviously is an absolute autobi author. <laughs> I would read anything she writes and I will. And I'm super excited. I know she had maybe mentioned or there was talk about a new series after Crescent City. And I'm just, I'm stoked for all the things. All things Sarah J. Mass forever. So. I am right there with you on that one. I have read everything she has written and I will continue to read everything she writes. It's, I, we could spend like 36 episodes talking about Sarah J. Mass. So. For sure. Well, We'll spare you guys for now, but yeah, she, she's definitely an autobi author for me as well. Um, let's see. Another one of mine is Catherine Coles. Mm-hmm. I, uh, she was a new author to me last year, um, like many of the authors I read, but she kind of got me into romantic suspense. I didn't, you know, her Lost and Found series is mm, beautiful. So yummy. Um but so thrilling. I didn't, I didn't know romantic suspense was even a genre. Like 
how do you have the spice and the thrill and like the racing heart all in one? Yeah. And it hooks you in right from the beginning. Her prologues yes. of those series, they absolutely hook you. Like I think the Lost and Found series starts out, you know, with, you know, a mass shooter coming and trying to kill people. And it's just like, what is happening in this romance small town book? Like I thought I was reading a romance book. What am I actually yeah. reading? <laughs> yeah. But so they, good. Just, they hook you in, and that's one of the reasons I love I love that author. For sure. She's I'd say she's an autobiography author for me for sure. Um also like she has the most creative names for her characters that are so cute. Yeah. I, I really <laughs> like that. Sometimes people's names, especially in fantasy books, like I can't even pronounce them in fantasy yeah. books. <laughs> and it's you don't want to keep saying that name the whole book. But anyways, she is like a creative yeah. in a good way about her name. So I've enjoyed that. Another mm-hmm. autobiography author for me would be Liz Tomford. Her Windy City series mm-hmm. has just laid the foundation of I will read anything she writes. Her book boyfriends have all been just top tier. Ryan Shay, Kai Rhodes. So good. Yeah, I, I am so looking forward to um, the next book in that series, which comes out later this year, and then... I don't know when the fifth book comes out, but hopefully also later this year <laughs> for, for our sakes. Yes. Um, oh. But yeah, she just has a, a really beautiful way of telling telling stories. Her books are so much more than just a sports romance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I adore her and her characters and her stories and everything. Um, I enjoy too about her books. They're sports romance, but each one has been like a different sport. Like, so it's yeah. not necessarily one hockey team and I enjoy that kind of framework as well but I thought this was kind of an interesting way she has done it and I'm super excited too I'm headed to Readers Take Denver in April if anybody else is gonna be there and you're listening like let me know that'd be so fun to meet up with you guys um but Liz Tomford's gonna be there and I'm just I'm stoked absolutely stoked yes I love that for you that's gonna be amazing um to piggyback off a of sports romance, I another one of my sports romance auto by authors is Erin McKenzie. And she's a newer author in general. She just released her first book last fall, um, a football romance book called Line of Scrimmage. And it's another, gosh, I just love sports romance. Okay. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> but this book was so perfect for the main character is a tight end for a football team. Um, and he meets a teammate's best or a teammate's sister and Ooh. she's off limits. Okay. So you know <laughs> how this goes. You know how this goes. Um, but it was so beautiful. I love, love reading authors debut novels. Um, and this was Aaron's debut novel and it was wonderful. Um, and the second book in that series is called the end zone and it releases in February of this year. And I'm so excited. It features another teammate, uh, I believe he's the quarterback of the same football team and hmm, love me a good quarterback. So (laughs) (laughs) I haven't read that one. I'm excited to read. I'm excited to read. Another autobiography author for me would be Sarah Kate. I was introduced to her books last year and I absolutely love the way she writes books that have spice. They have plot 
they are always a little taboo in what they are featuring. Like, you never really feel you understand what's happening. I loved her Delicious Players Club series. That one was a very kinky series in the way like it introduced a different kink each book kind of I don't know it helped me learn about just different things about the world around me maybe um like that this isn't something that I would enjoy ever but it helped me see how someone might enjoy it in like a fun safe way um but those books were really spicy but they were really good. I really enjoyed that. And then another book series that she had started, um, the second one comes out I think in March. And this one was so good. The first one's called The Antihero. And this one is a little more on the taboo side, kind of. Um, he's like a son of a mega church preacher. And so he's just like this golden boy that like, I wouldn't say he's a priest, but kind of if that makes sense and she is a owner of a strip club and some things go down with his dad and he finds out like his dad's a big fraud and all these things obviously not doing holy things you know and um they form this plan to kind of expose him and kind of get after the family name because they know they know like they can't do much but anyways it was really good. Really, really good. So, really spicy, but, like, the plot is also really good. I'm not above reading spice just for spice and just pure spot. I do enjoy those books, but when it's, like, a good combination, they're just so yummy. So, really enjoy that. Indeed. I have not read any Sarah Kate, um, but because of you, I have all of her books now on my TBR. So, I will read Sarah Kate. I will. <laughs> I will. Um, I think another autobi author for, for both of us is Elsie Silver. Mm. Uh, just the way she writes small town romance, cowboys, bull riders. I mean, riders. you name it. I've only read her Chestnut Springs series. Um, but I, that's all I needed to know, to know that I love Elsie Silver. Um, that series, Daddy Cade. That's all Daddy I'm going to say. Daddy Cade. Daddy Cade, Theo Silva, just the way she writes, um, I just really enjoyed the characters. I loved how all the characters connected each book. And um, I enjoyed, too, like her debut series, which takes place in a different part of the country with Violet, the the sister to all the brothers in the next series. they all kind of connect, I think, in the third book of Chestnut Springs. They go visit yeah. a place. And I just love the whole world. And I love all the characters. I love how they connect. And she just does a really good job at making you want to go to a small town and fall in love with a bull rider. Yep. Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Oh, yeah. I think another one for me. Uh, another sports romance author, but she writes more than sports romance, um, is Kristen Granada. And I've read a couple of her books, but I was introduced to her by reading a sports romance book, a hockey romance book, um, called The Heart Trick. And then there's a second one in that series called Odd Man Rush. And 
she brings the heat. <laughs> she brings it. But the reason I love her books so much is because they're, again, there's so much more than just this baseline sports romance. She is a huge advocate for mental health, and that's represented um, beautifully in her in her work. Um, she's a huge advocate for, you know, LGBTQ relationships, and that is also represented in her work, um, which I, I love to see that. I love that in books we can see more than just what is normalized, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but she just writes beautifully. Anything she writes is so well written. Um, not to mention that she's the nicest human being ever. I think every book I've read of hers, I've like chatted her on Instagram and she's, I mean, she's a pretty well-known author and she always answers me. And that just makes me so happy. Like I, if you can be an author and also talk to your readers that I love that. I love that too. I feel like it makes the author feel a little more real and when you connect with them as a person I feel like you can connect with their books better because you're like I know the person behind this book and kind yes. of the parts of their life that they put in the book I love to see that I love to see that yeah. um that kind of brings me another autobi author for me um would be Emily McIntyre and um her Never After series is probably one of my favorite series they're not really connected at all they're all based on different fairy tale retellings um they're very dark well they're dark I wouldn't say they're the darkest books I've read they progressively get darker I'll say Crossed is one of the darker books I've read um but she puts kind of her life into the book sometimes I know in Crossed it features a character with autism and kind of the whole experience with that was from her personal life of having her daughter have that experience and her kind of experience of parenting a child that way was just really beautifully written into the story. And it just makes you love everything more. I feel like you get to see a peek into their lives, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, And I think it's like all of these authors are, they're not, just authors. They have full-time jobs, most of them. You know, they're either teachers or nurses or, you know, they work nine to five jobs and they come home and they write and they interact with us as readers and they still give us like these beautiful versions of, you know, of their stories. Um, yeah. But there's so much more, I think, that goes into being an author than even I sometimes realize. Oh, for me too. I absolutely have so much respect for people who put so much time and work into writing and editing and rereading. I don't think I'd have the patience to reread oh. and edit something I wrote. I'm too self-critical. I'd be like, oh, this sucks. And I just delete the whole paragraph and try again. <laughs> but that's something we are excited to have on this podcast. We have some authors lined up and we're going to just, you know, hopefully keep getting them lined up, but to bring authors to chat with us and all of you guys about their writing process, about their books, um, just kind of that whole experience, because we love getting kind of the beyond the pages look at these authors and what they put into the book and kind of what we can get out of the book if we're, you know, reading it and looking for it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think my last autobi author that I have time to talk about today. I have a lot of them, but the last one I have time to talk about today um, is K.A. Tucker. And 
her backlist is pretty long, but I've, and I've only read one of her series, the wild series. And again, I'm talking about these books and these authors because I love them. So you're going to hear me say, I love them. And their writing is so beautiful over and over because I genuinely believe that it is. Um, but the wild series is the series of hers that I read and specifically the simple wild. The first book in the series is in my eyes, it's a masterpiece. It is that good. It's probably one of my top reads all year. Um, which instantly, of course, made her an autobiographer, but it is just a beautiful story. And I'm sure you will hear me talk about it over and over. That is like my one book that I will never stop recommending to anyone. A romance reader, a fantasy reader, a thriller reader. This is the, have it. Read The Simple <laughs> Wild. <laughs> read it. Yeah, that's me with Sarah J. Mass. I'm like, have you read Akatar? Even if you don't like fantasy, you should read Akatar. You'll love it. And that's also me with, um, more recently, The Seven Year Slip. I hadn't really had an interest in reading that book. I'd seen people post about it. The concept behind it wasn't my favorite. Um, just some of the tropes are things I normally enjoy. But I read it, and now I can't shut up about it. And I keep telling everybody to read it. So you'll hear me talk about The Seven Year Slip all the time because it's such a beautiful story. It's so beautiful. It I is. love when books are just so much more than a book. I know that's going to show our inner book nerd. <laughs> um, but these books just mean a lot to me. They mean a lot to my life. I feel like they kind of help me work through hard stuff in my life as I see all these characters and the way people write their words can just be so beautiful and so um, empowering. I don't know. I really enjoyed my reading journey. I hadn't picked up a book in probably seven, eight years. I don't know. I used to read a ton as a kid. Like I loved Hunger Games, Harry Potter, Percy Jackson, Divergent, The Host, things like that. I was way into reading. And then I just kind of sort of stopped. don't really know why, but I had um, given birth to my son and my sister had the Akatar series and she dropped it by and she said, you should read this series. It's so good. And I just kind of was like a little overwhelmed and I was like, ah, I'll get to it. Yeah. When am I going to, when am I going to read it? And then, um, fast forward like six, seven months and my son just stopped sleeping through the night. He kept getting ear infections. He was so sick. And I was like, I'm going insane, staying up all night. Um, every day. I need something to do in the night besides just scroll my phone. So I picked up A Court of Thorns and Roses and haven't looked back. <laughs> I feel like that's a basic white girl answer to, I started reading again. I love Akadar, but loved it. Haven't looked back. I think last year I read just over 200 books and I just kind of dove straight in and I haven't stopped. So, yeah. I, I think that's... I was kind of the same way. I used to read a lot as a child. Um, you know, like as a family, we read Harry Potter together. I loved Hunger Games. Uh, I read Game of Thrones before they were, you know, a big TV series. I'm an OG fantasy girly. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, then I just stopped. I stopped reading. I, I went to grad school. I had my daughter. We, I got married. We moved around a bunch. And I, I don't know why, but I just stopped reading. Um, and then same thing. I had my son, my second child. And I was like, I need to do something for me. What mm -hmm. should I do? 
and a friend let me borrow a book and I started reading and I literally didn't stop all year, all year. <laughs> um, and here we are, right? Here we are. I know there's just something about reading that, I don't know, kind of makes you, it can make you kind of escape reality for a little bit. You know, it, it, it it's empowering. You read about these characters who might be going through the same struggles that you are. Um, you might be reading something that's so just out there that you're like, yeah, I need to get, that's where I need to go right now. Like, <laughs> bye. Um, but it's just so, the way that reading can make you feel and that the reading, the way that reading does make us feel is just, I, it's a feeling I can't even describe, but if you're a reader, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Like, for sure. It's a question kind of uh-oh. from that. <laughs> what is the like most out there book you have ever read? While you think about that, I'll tell you mine. As you were talking, I was okay. thinking about kind of, I read to escape reality sometimes. I read because I love it. Um, but there's sometimes there's these books that I'm reading and I'm like, what did I just read? <laughs> um, and one of them has been the Ice Planet Barbarian series. I'm on book four, maybe. I haven't made it super far in. But they are those books. They're short. They're spicy. I would recommend them if you're needing just an absolute mental break because these girls get crashed, like a a spaceship crashes on a planet because they're abducted in the night, spaceship crashes, and they start like mating with these like creatures. They're men, (laughs) they're men, but they're not human anyways. So that's the most kind of out there like, what am I reading, but I like it? And it's a huge universe. It's a massive universe. Over 100 books for sure of just all the different Whoa. things. It's massive. And I know a lot of people that absolutely love it. So I've enjoyed the first few so, books. But yeah, if you need a mental break, read about So it's like that. alien smut. Yeah, alien smut. <laughs> I'd say people call it like monster alien smut. They're okay. like not human, but they, you know, they kind of look like a human. They just have, like, some have horns. They have some, like, body parts that are there for enhancing pleasure, which is, like, how is that there? But whatever. Cool. <laughs> um, well, to answer your question, I don't think I can top that. <laughs> I don't think I've read anything more out there than uh, Alien Smut. <laughs> uh, but... I mean, every once in a while, I'll read a thriller that is definitely out there. Like, I know you're never going to get away with this heinous crime and go live your life. Um, But I don't, I love a good thriller, but I can't do a lot of it because I'm kind of a scaredy cat sometimes. Um, But probably a thriller of some sort is my most out there, you know, out there books. I read a lot of fantasy too, but those don't feel as out there to me because I yeah. want to be in those worlds. You know, I want to be, but you know, the bat boys, men with wings, men with, um, you know, men yeah. who are just not men. Um, <laughs> They're too- but I want to be in those worlds so badly that it feels like I'm part of it. So it doesn't feel yeah. out there to me. <laughs> well, I feel like so. with thrillers too, they're often usually pretty fast paced. And so I feel like they capture yes. you in and it's like, no, I don't want to be, 
fearing for my life constantly like this girl is in this book but like just the mm-hmm. fast-paced story often yeah. captures me and I do enjoy that I read one totally. it's called the only one left that's probably the last one I read mm-hmm. super good I really enjoyed it I got done and I immediately texted my sister and I said what did you just have me read but like we need to talk <laughs> about it because I did not see any of it coming and I feel like I'm decent at seeing stuff coming I read a lot of books enough to kind of see patterns of things of like oh this is gonna happen or this person's gonna this or things like that but that book was surprising to me so yeah i've heard really good things about that book and that author Mm -hmm. um i have a lot of those books on my tbr but again my tbr is like over 300 books long so yeah go me (laughs) right go me i don't know Um, how people keep track of stuff without goodreads i just no that's where my tbr is that's where i go when I need to check anything with my books. So if you're not yeah. using Goodreads, let us know what you're using because I'm super curious. I know there's lots of different I've, ones out there. Yeah, I keep seeing StoryGraph floating around. Um, I actually downloaded it, but over my head. I immediately said, no, I'll stick with my Goodreads. <laughs> yeah. Know. But I love, I, I love a good tracker. So yeah. I love the friends aspect of Goodreads. Um, Yes. Yes. We have our Goodreads linked in our bio. If you guys want to be our friend and see what we're reading, we'd love to be friends with you and see what you guys are reading because I love seeing what people are reading and what they're rating it and what their thoughts are because on Instagram, you can't really see like the live update of what everyone's reading. So I absolutely love getting my recommendations from Goodreads. So yeah, same. And I also don't, Every book that I read doesn't get posted on Instagram. Yeah. There's just, there's not enough hours in the day or days in the week. Um, Yeah. So it's just a good way. Yeah. Like you said, more live updates or or whatnot. Um, Speaking of Goodreads, what, think in your head, go back and at your red list. What were some of your top reads of this last year? My top reads of this last year, I can just think of like the ones I read most recently. I read Akatar last year. Akatar was definitely up there. Some other books I absolutely loved were um, Seven Year Slip. I will never shut up about it. Loved, loved, loved that. <laughs> a book that can make me cry, that can make me kick my feet. Um, I have some personal connections to that book via like suicide and kind of things like that. There are some suicide trigger warnings in that book. I will say that. Um, I'm not a huge like trigger warning person. I don't usually have them. When I read dark romance books, I usually just don't even look at it because I'm pretty good <laughs> at like not needing to I know. <laughs> but there is that trigger warning. Yeah. Um, but there were just so many moments in that book that I just put the book down and just looked at the wall. Like, what? Or just like it was just so beautiful or whatever. So the seven year slip, I loved Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez. That one was so good. I love a good mental health representation. I just loved the relationship in that book. They were so good to each other. I love the idea of just two people just building each other up and meeting each other where they are and not trying to change them and just trying to, you know, make it better, even when the situation kind of sucks. Another top read, I loved Wretched. In the Never After series. It was one of my favorites. Um, so good. It was spicy. It was pretty short. It was less than 300 pages. 
And it was one of those books that you're like, I don't know where this is going. And I don't know how it's going to be okay. It's like a drug dealer, FBI agent. Like, she's like a drug dealer for her family. Irish mob in Chicago kind of thing. Kind of family business. She can't really not do it. He's an FBI agent. Mm, it was good. Um, Another one. The Right Move. The Windy City series. Ryan Shay, Absolute dreamboat we'll never shut up about him just the the little things he did just absolutely killed me and i loved the kind of irony in the book as they talked about book boyfriends in the book she's like can you darken your eyes he's like what the fuck do you mean darken my eyes no i can't darken my eyes i'm not gonna growl just kind of the irony of making fun of book girls in the book i loved and i loved caught up that was a book that I had sent you just videos of me trying to tell you where I was at in the book. And I am sobbing, sobbing. Single parent books, they get me. They get me hard. <laughs> Anyways, um, loved all the characters in that book. And then probably one of my last favorite top reads. Ugh. I loved, I loved, I loved so many books. One of the series that I devoured in a few hours, I probably read it in less than 24 hours. The books are pretty short, but the Mindfuck series was so good. It captivates you. It's about the serial killer who's trying to like get revenge on something that happened in her past. And so she's like a good serial killer. <laughs> she gets with yeah. the guy who is kind of investigating high profile serial killers. He's an FBI agent. And he starts investigating her case. And it's just, it's yummy. It's really good. What could go wrong? It's dark. I will say it's pretty dark on kind of the graphicness of things that have happened in the past. Um, like, yeah. Rape and things like that. So it's it's dark, but it's super good. And the ending was really good. And so I had a lot of top reads. I enjoyed a lot of books. What about you? What were some of your favorites? Um, Throne of Glass, the entire series. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, you know, you read those long before me, so I was constantly blowing you up um, throughout my entire read. I think that will be a series that, like, forever, even years from now, will always be one that sticks out to me. Um, it, beautiful. I, I love that story. Um, this is, <laughs> it's funny that, we're talking about this because it was like back in October. It was a Sunday. I remember specifically it was a random Sunday. And I was like, I'm going to make a post today about something. Okay. And so I looked at my calendar and there are 10 Sundays left in the year. So I thought to myself, Oh, I'm going to like every Sunday, I'm going to post a top read of the year. So then I'll have my top 10 reads posted. Genius, right? <laughs> No, that was not a good idea because I mean, but I did it. So I had to commit. So, um, but yeah, like I read the Throne of Glass series after October. I read those in December yeah. and it's an eight, it's an eight book series. So anyways, if you, if you ever have the, the idea to do that, don't, because you might read some of the best books of the year between October and December. Okay. Um, so I remember you saying you had said, um, 
you're like, I'm starting Throne of Glass. I'm not sure I'm going to finish it. Like, it's eight books. I don't know if I can make it before, like, Crescent City comes out. And you would start it kind of at the beginning of December. And I was like, you're going to make it. Like, once you start it, and once you get past, like, book three, I'd say. The first few books, like, you can read it. And I feel like you are able to, like, move on with your day. But after book three, you just kind of need the next book. And so, yeah. yeah I couldn't stop. Devoured it. I um. But aside from those, The Right Move from the Windy City series is also one of mine. Um, The Simple Wild, which I mentioned earlier, was another one that was up there. Uh, Oh, I'm trying to think of like, see, this is where I need my Goodreads. Or, you know, maybe I should just pull up my (laughs) top 10 posts that I posted. Uh. (laughs) Um, Another one that sticks out, actually, which, so I went into the series completely blind again after October, so whatever, uh, the Ravenhood trilogy, which Mm. I know is extremely, I think you either love it or you hate it. I think I went in completely blind and I have a lot of feelings about this series. If you have read it, come at me. I will hear all of your thoughts because I, for a series that I'm going to say I loved, I also, there were a lot of moments I didn't like about it. But that's why it kind of sticks out in my head was because I have this roller coaster mm. of emotions. But anyways, the first book, Flock, I loved. I wish I wish every book in the series would have been as good as Flock um, to me. I know people love the way the series went, but uh, it was like I didn't know it was going to be a why choose. I went in completely blind, but it was a why choose. And there's this one scene when they're at they're at the lake and two men and a woman and that scene will forever forever live rent free in my head i remember reading Mm -hmm. so i read flock my unfiltered thoughts of this series have been Mm -hmm. conflicting i have tried to make it through exodus and i think it's one of those book series that you have to be in the right mind like you have to be in it because Exodus was one that I started reading and I was like, what am I reading? And why is everybody complaining about everything? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's, but I can see why people like it, Mm -hmm. but for me, it's one that I'm probably have to go back to because I was really bothered by some of the other characters introduced. I was bothered Mm -hmm. by how the first one ended. Um, Mm -hmm. but I loved flock. Like it was a good enough book that I read the second book, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I can see how people yeah. love it. And I totally agree. I think people either really like it or they really don't because yeah. that just series, mm. that series shattered me. Like, but it, it's not one that like, it didn't shatter me and then put me back together. Like a lot of the books that we read, <laughs> it shattered yeah. me and it left me shattered. Like I am still in pieces on the ground. Um, but flock the first in the series was definitely one of my top reads of the year. Um, Hmm. What else? What else? I loved Glimmers of You by mm-hmm. Catherine Coles, part of her Lost and Found series. Um, I just love the two characters that were uh, the two main characters in that book, Caden and Gray. Beautiful. Um, beautiful. I also, of course, loved Fourth Wing. I mean, who didn't yeah. love Fourth Wing? I mean, probably a lot. Like, I know there were some people who didn't like it, but. I loved Fourth Wing. Um, loved it. That was one of my top reads for sure. 
I've got some beef with iron flame. Beef with iron flame. Same. Which I feel like is pretty common. But uh, Fourth Wing was really good. I devoured that book. And I went in completely blind. Something to know about us, we enjoy not reading the backs of books. We enjoy just kind of not knowing much. So that's something we will try to do in this podcast is not kind of give away everything. Because I don't love that when people do that. Like if people say... They loved a book. I'm like, hey, that's all I need to know. I love some tropes. Yeah. Um, I can understand better what's happening when, you know, it's like a enemies to lovers or something like that. But that's about as far as I want to get before I read it. So that will be a kind of our goal with you guys is to not spoil all the books. Or, you know, if we're going to be talking through a glass, we're going to be talking through a glass. So if you haven't read through a yep. glass, <laughs> don't tune in. Spoiler. Spoiler but- warning. <laughs> There's just yeah. some books that need to be discussed and dissected and loved and just all the things. So, so true. So true. Um, but yeah, thanks you guys for tuning in. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, if you don't already, you can follow us on our Instagram page. Um, because this is our first episode, we're going to, we have a fun little giveaway coming. Um, and we just want to have fun. We want to interact with you guys. So please, please interact with us. Um, like Amber said, follow us on Goodreads. Tell us what you're reading. Give us your thoughts on all things. The Ravenhood trilogy, the Mindfuck series. Tell us. Just bring it on. <laughs> Anyways, thanks you guys for listening. And tune in next week. We're going to talk about all things book boyfriends and our favorite book couples. Kind of you know, celebrating February love month, all the things, romantic books. We love our book boyfriends. We've got quite a long list. So (laughs) we hope you guys tune in. Yep. Thanks for listening.